Growing in God's Word and learning what it means to take up our cross and follow Jesus. This is Crosswalk with Pastor Clay Stevens from Cross Culture Church in Raleigh. That's just what mothers do. That's just who mothers are. They love. It's part of their instinct. It's a part of who they are as a mother to extend love. A mother's love. From a human perspective, it just might be the purest expression of love that any of us will ever experience. I wish I had a dime for every time I've heard somebody, including me, say, you do too much for those kids. You make too many sacrifices for those kids. You shouldn't do all that you do for them. Listen, they're mothers. You'd have an easier time convincing them not to breathe than to not care about the well-being and the future of their children. That's who they are. That's what they do. I'm Rick Freeman. Welcome to this special Mother's Day edition of Crosswalk. Today, we're continuing our series entitled Life, Love, Legacy, The Story of Ruth. As we've already seen in this series, love is a central theme to the book of Ruth. Well, today, Pastor Clay is taking us to just one verse in the story of Ruth, but it's a verse that beautifully and powerfully demonstrates the love of a mother. Thanks for joining us today. Now here's Pastor Clay with this week's Crosswalk. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, shall I not seek security for you, that it may be well with you? If you're joining us for the first time, we're in the middle of a series called Life, Love, Legacy, the story of Ruth, comes from the book of the Bible that bears her name. Now, we don't know who wrote the book of Ruth. What we do know is that the writer, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, penned these words for us. And within these words, in this beautiful story in the book of Ruth, we find lessons. Lessons on life, lessons on love, and lessons on how to leave a legacy. Today, of course, is a little different in that uh, we're just looking at one particular verse. But we're still in the subject matter, as we were two weeks ago, on love. And appropriately, a mother's love. Now, technically, it was a mother-in-law But Ruth had become like a daughter to Naomi in the relationship that they built and the love that they shared between each other. I want to share with you in a few moments this morning, very quickly, just a couple of characteristics about love, and then I'll have some stuff in there to to add to that. But I, I just want to begin this morning with this characteristic of a mother's love. A mother's love is instinctively caring. In this question in in 3 verse 1, it's not hard to see that it's a rhetorical question. It's not hard to see that Naomi is not expecting an answer from Ruth because the answer is obvious. My daughter, shall I not seek security for you that it may be well with you? That's just what mothers do. That's just who mothers are. They love. It is... It's part of their instinct. It's a part of of who they are as a mother to extend love to their children. Now, as I said a moment ago, in Naomi and Ruth's case, 
it was a mother-in-law, which indicates to us, and something that we need to remember, is that that love that a mother can give is not limited by biological birth. Naomi didn't give birth to Ruth, but Naomi loved Ruth as a daughter. And again, she was her mother-in-law. Now, let me just say, I, I confess to you, there are, there are certain things in the universe that are a complete mystery to me. The solar system, the universe, for instance, its complexity and, and vastness, I can't begin to fathom. It, it, it's a mystery. Why, why do the swallows return to the missionists of San Juan Capistrano? Why do they return to the same place on the same day every year? That's a complete mystery to me. How do salmon swim thousands of miles out into the Pacific Ocean and then find their way back to the very exact river or stream in which they were born so that they can give birth? That is a mystery to me. The pyramids. The pyramids. With, with How were the pyramids built on such a grand scale with such mathematical precision using only ancient tools? That is a total mystery to me. The missing sock in the dryer. What happens to it? That is a mystery to me. What are the secret 11 herbs and spices in the colonel's secret recipe? That is a mystery. And what is with the almost universal tension between a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law? <laughs> now, all right, I'm, I'm being a little facetious, and, and I'm sure that all of you get along or got along great with your mother-in-law. But certainly in this case, Naomi had this deep and abiding love for Ruth that, that causes her to care. And this is not her biological child. She's not even of the same people. Remember, she was a Moabite. And yet she loves her so completely. It's just part of who they are. It's, it's what they do. They're moms. Now, I... I've heard great, many great examples of, of moms and their love and things that they have done through the years. And, and we could spend forever going around here and, and each of you could share stories of, of your mother, your mom, and, and ways that they loved you and, and cared for you. For me, personally, I've had the privilege of experiencing up close and personal two mothers. My own mom and the, wife and the, the mother of my children, my wife, Cindy. And it is an astounding thing to me to see that the love that they have. Now, for years, my family has kidded me about being the baby of the family and how my mom spoils me. And it's true, she does. I freely admit it. But it is amazing to me how after 83 years, and if you tell her I told you her age, I will deny it. After 83 years of age, her love for her children, has not diminished one single bit. My mom is battling breast cancer right now. She recently had a double mastectomy and is now going through 12 weeks of chemotherapy. She has lost her hair. She has lost her appetite. She has lost her strength. But she has not lost her love for her children. Every time we talk, she... She just doesn't even want to talk about her situation. All she wants to know is, how are we doing? How's the ministry 
doing? How are the grandchildren, how are the great-grandchildren doing? That's mothers. That's, that's what they do. And my wife? <laughs> I wish I had a dime for every time I've heard somebody, including me, say, you do too much for those kids. You, 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 you make too many sacrifices for those kids. You, you shouldn't do all that you do for them. Listen, they're mothers. You'd, you'd have an easier time convincing them not to breathe than to not care about the well-being and the future of their children. That's who they are. That's what they do. They're mothers. Let, let me share with you really quickly just a, a couple of things. I, I told you that, that it's, it's, not, it's not limited um, by biological birth. I didn't say it, but based on my mom, it's not limited by age. It just doesn't diminish. But let me tell you what a mother's love is. It is tender. Can I tell you that? It is tender. You hear some of that in the correspondence, in the interaction between Ruth and Naomi. It's to see a mother with her child, the kissing and the cuddling and the, and the, and the glances of admiration, the words of, of affirmation, it is a beautiful, beautiful thing to behold. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the current controversy of, uh, uh, of this kind of new style of parenting that's going around. I can't remember what the name of it is uh, called, but um, it, it's a new form of parenting where they, you know, like the, the mom never is never away from the child. She holds the child constantly. And do you know what I'm talking about? Have y'all seen some of this? On the Today Show, just this past Friday, um, they had a mother on the show who is uh, highlighted in this current edition of Time Magazine. And she's all into this, this kind of new parenting. And uh, she's, the article is about her, the picture of her uh, on the cover of Time Magazine. She is with her almost four-year-old son whom she is still breastfeeding. I really expected more reaction, ladies, than that, i got to tell you. Now, listen, I, <laughs> I'm not about to step into that, all right? I know, not going there. I don't have any idea how much cuddling is too much. I don't have any idea how much, I don't know how much breastfeeding is too much. I don't have any idea. But this I know. I know that the tenderness of a mother's love is an amazing, beautiful, powerful thing. It's tender. And it's also tough. I don't know if James Dobson coined the, the phrase tough love, but he certainly made it familiar to the millions of people who have read his books on parenting. Tough love. Sometimes love has to be tough, doesn't it? Now, I think because a mother's love is so particularly um, deep and passionate, this can be a difficult area for them to sometimes be tough. Now, some of y'all be thinking, it's not tough for me, but, but, but so, I think it is. I think it's hard sometimes for mothers to perhaps be that tough on their children because they love them so deeply. But it's vitally important. Loving your children doesn't mean you have to give them everything they want. Loving your children doesn't mean you have to give in to every whim that they ask for. Saying no to your children is a very important thing to do. But when you say no, it oftentimes... um, It oftentimes brings out the worst in our children. Have you noticed that? It'll sometimes bring responses like, I hate you. Now, if you've not heard that yet, clearly you do not have teenagers. I hate you. I wish you weren't my mom. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run away and, and I won't ever have to listen to you again. Now a dad would say, good. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Because we're dads. It's just, it's, it's just different. It's just different. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, God designed so that a man and a woman, a husband and a wife could be together in the home, nurturing, raising these children. Listen, can I just say, I know that the vote last week uh, in this state defining marriage as between one man and one woman, I know that was not a popular vote with those that do not hold to a biblical view of family. But I'm just saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, God knew what he was doing when he designed the family. He really did. And sometimes a mother's love has to be tough. But I can also say it is trying. It takes its toll on you mothers, doesn't it? To love the way you do, to love unconditionally, to love sacrificially, to give and give and do and do and do. It is trying. It takes its toll on you. And we might as well admit it. It's tough to be a mom. Listen, I tell you, I know the tears my wife has shed over her children and her desire to see them follow after the Lord God. I know the hours my wife has spent in prayer for her sons. It takes its toll. It's a high price, and yet it's a price that mothers willingly pay. Why? Because that's who they are. That's what they do. They're mothers. It's instinctively caring. Let me, let me give you one other idea to share real quickly. A mother's love is immeasurably daring. Now, we'll get into this more next week when we, when we kind of take on the uh, relationship, the love relationship between Ruth and a man named Boaz. We'll, we'll kind of back up and really get into that and, and see that. Uh, but even in this one verse, just in this one verse, you can see Naomi's desire to make sure that her daughter, as far as she was concerned, her daughter Ruth was taken care of. Shall I not... I mean, can, I, you know I'm going to do this, Ruth. Shall I not seek out the best for you? Shall I not want the best for you and seek security for you? Her caring makes her daring. By daring, I mean a mother's willingness to do whatever it takes to make sure that her children are taken care of. Whatever it takes, they're willing to do it. It is astounding to me the sacrifices they're willing to do. Even... If it means interfering, meddling in the romantic relationships of her children. Huh? Huh? Come on now. How many of you, men or women, have had the privilege of your mother trying to fix you up with somebody or perhaps keep you, <laughs> keep you away from somebody? Right? You got to love that, right? Listen, I... I know moms may not always get it right, but can I just say, you might consider cutting them some slack. First off, like I said, they're mothers, and they just, like I said, you'd have a better chance of getting them to not breathe than to not care about their children and do whatever's necessary that's in the best well-being of their child. But you might also consider the fact that, that they've lived a little longer than you. That they've walked through life a little farther than you. That they've probably had a few more experiences than you. That they probably know a little bit more about life and love and relationships. And they probably, although as children we don't, especially as teenagers, we don't believe this. But they 
almost certainly, I, as a matter of fact, I guarantee you, they know you better than you think they do. I love it. I love it. And I, I've, I've heard this. But I love it when children say something like, you just don't understand. You, yeah, that's right. That's right. We've lived our entire lives in a bubble. We don't know anything about life or love or relationships. Why would you possibly want to listen to us? Uh, listen to Britney Spears about relationships. I'm sure that would be much better. Listen, listen to your 15-year-old BFF. I'm sure she knows far more than your parents do. LOL. <laughs> they care enough to dare, to do, to make the sacrifices, whatever is necessary for the good of the child. Naomi said, Ruth, I, I, I have to do this. I have to seek your well-being. I'm not going to be here forever. I'm not going to be around forever. You know that I have to do this. Listen, look at this uh, passage, Proverbs chapter 31. The Proverbs 31 woman is sometimes referred to. Just a small section from it. She selects wool and flax and works with willing hands. She's like the merchant ships bringing her food from far away. She rises while it is still night and provides food for her household and portions for her female servants. She evaluates a field and buys it. She plants a vineyard with her earnings. She draws on her strength and reveals that her arms are strong. She sees that her profits are good and her lamp, her lamp never goes out at night. She extends her hands to the spinning staff and her hands hold to the spindles. Can every father in here say amen? Because that's mothers. Listen, watch, watch this very short little clip from Pride and Prejudice. This scene, you know, if you've seen Pride and Prejudice, I have. If you've seen Pride and Prejudice, uh, Elizabeth Bennett's mother is always meddling in her daughter's love lives. I love this scene. Watch this. Lydia married. And at 15, too. Ring the bell, Kitty. I must put on my things and tell Lady Lucas. Oh, to see her face. And tell the servants they will have a bowl of punch. We should thank our uncle, Mama. And so he should help. He's far richer than us and has no children. A daughter married. Is that really all you think about? When you have five daughters, Lizzie, tell me what else will occupy your thoughts, and then perhaps you will understand. I don't think we ever can. If you're not a mother, I don't think you can ever quite understand that love that cares so much and is daring enough to do what is ever necessary. Thanks, moms. Thanks for what you do. Thanks for the sacrifices you make. Thanks for the commitments that you have. Not every mom is perfect. There are moms that have abandoned children. There are moms that have abused their children. There are moms that have neglected their children. And if you're here and that has been your life experience, I am truly sorry, but that is by far the exception and not the rule. So thanks, moms, for caring and for daring. I started today's edition of Crosswalk by talking about the purity of a mother's love. And as Pastor Clay reminded us today, it's a love that's both caring and daring. My mom passed away this past January, and I just can't count the number of times that she dared to always do the right thing, to point me in a direction that might be 180 degrees from everybody else, to discipline me when I needed it, and boy, did I ever need it sometimes, and to encourage me when I started doing the right things and everybody else was pulling me in a different direction. And one thing I've learned over the last several months in talking with folks, moms not only shape the lives of their children, a mother's love can shape the lives of everybody around them. 
Moms aren't perfect, but their love for their children and really their love for everyone around them reflects the love that God has for us. To all the mothers out there, thank you so much. Thank you for your love. We're glad you joined us for this week's message on Crosswalk. Each week, Pastor Clay opens the Bible and brings out its exciting and practical truths to apply to our lives. Cross Culture Church is a new church in North Raleigh, but instead of religion, we're about relationships. And instead of rituals, we practice realness. We meet Sundays at 1030 at Leesville Road High School, a mile and a half south of I-540, exit 7. And we welcome anyone looking for a place to learn about God's plan for their life. At Cross Culture Church, we experience the liberating, satisfying, life-changing power of the cross. And it's our desire to bring that power to a culture in need of freedom, hope, and joy. We hope you'll come join us on a Sunday morning. We'll save a seat for you. I'm not the water, I'm not the bread, but I know the place where your soul is fed. So hungry and thirsty, come and be blessed. I want to lead you to the cross. I want to lead you to the cross. I want to lead you to the cross. Cross Culture Church, taking the cross to our culture and taking our culture to the cross. Visit us online at crossculturelife.org.